it's November and there's no hockey. It's the summer of winter. If that makes any sense to anybody. It's dying alive, though. We're going to try to talk about some hockey stuff and remind you that it's a sport that exists and review some uh, beautiful and ugly jerseys, some shuffling around in the front office, and uh, a little uh, state of affairs for you on Dying Alive. It's the summer of winter. Or it's the winter of summer. We're going into the winter of summer. The winter with no hockey. Except for uh, a couple other little tournaments and things we'll get to in a minute. I'm Jesse Marshall, the Athletic Pittsburgh. I have two people, two a full, a full squad, uh, despite the circumstances of the pandemic. We're all healthy here. Pat Damp of the Pens Blog. Say hello, Patrick. Hey, guys. What's going on? Long time no see. Nobody can see you today either, Pat. Yeah, and but I can hello. see you guys. Mike Darnay of Pensburg.com. Say hello, Michael. Hello. How you doing over there, buddy? You all right? I'm well. I'm awake. It's great. It's good to be alive and awake. Uh, so, it, yeah, here's the thing. No Penguins, no uh, NHL. We don't know when that's going to happen. I'm not even gonna, like. I don't have any interest in wading into the financial discussions and the ongoing, uh, you know, whatever it is that's happening. We'll get into some of the other stuff about you know like potential division realignments and things of that nature. But uh, uh, how are y'all holding up? I mean, it's gonna be like the night before Thanksgiving. First of all, don't go out. Let's get that out of the way. Second of all, there used to be a hockey. There was always a hockey game night before yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah. You could always count on a Penguin game. I feel like recently it was always like Penguins Red Wings or something. It was always cool to like the line in the sand that you drew in terms of when the games, you stopped screwing around with them. They became serious. Your Thanksgiving is a meaningful benchmark to people in the hockey yeah, world. Yeah, except when the Penguins would still piddle around in December and then we would change the move the goalpost to New Year's Day. Well, I know it would eventually become Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah, we just always kick- tra- then, then it became the trade deadline. Then the next thing you know, you get swept in the first round. <laughs> yeah, we always just kick that can right down the road. It was like, well, you know, got to look right to win where they're sitting on Thanksgiving. That's when we really get an idea of where this team is, how they're going to be. Then like a few years later, we're like, actually, you know, just wait till the calendar turns. Once the calendar turns, this team always turns a corner. We're going to know who they are. We're going to have an idea of what they're going to do. And then it was like, well, you know, let's see what the GM does at the trade deadline. We'll really know what this team is, what this team's made of. Right. And then, you know, just at you just wash, rinse, repeat, really, with that. Is it is well, I guess here's a question for you. All of the, I guess, supposed like turnarounds, quote unquote, that have ever happened with the Penguins have happened like under the, the like a coaching regime change. It was never like authentic. You know, the, there was never a switch that got flipped. Yeah. And, and one was unless someone had fired. And one was February, the other was December, so there's no correlation there either. No, not really. And I mean, you know, it kind of throws out your whole – it a little bit throws out the theory of, uh, you know, all the Penguins got to do to win the Stanley Cup is just change their coach. Yeah. If you did that every year, you know. <laughs> I mean, we'd, we'd have all of them, every single one. you never lose. <laughs> Big deal there. Um so let's before we do anything else, have we had we haven't really? I mean, we got to start probably with Cody Cece, right? 
I mean, I only, yeah, just only because, like, I don't think we've really had a chance to discuss this. No, I think uh, that I think that came briefly after the after last the last episode. Um, I know this isn't exactly like the hottest topic right now, but uh, one year, one point two five million dollars, uh, the latest in what has become, and I and I'm like you know Cody CC is what he's way but but like people are like oh there's another Jack Johnson. No way, he's way better than Jack Johnson. And, and it's also a lot less money, and it's one year. That doesn't mean everybody should be happy about it. No, no, but but I think it does bridge a divide between these two between the argument that these two things are exactly the same. The direction that I was heading in is that this is that Pittsburgh is becoming a destination for memes. <laughs> yeah, you it know what I mean? really is. Like if you're a player that is a meme at this point, you're probably getting a contract offer. Well, I mean, like, I don't quite get the necessity of the signing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm with Mike in the sense that it's one year, it's not a lot of money, it's what, uh, 1.25 million, so that's not a whole lot. And I mean, it just kind of, it negated a lot of what Rutherford said he was trying to do this offseason and cut salary and all this stuff. And, you know, then you... You trade Bugstad and retain salary. You buy out Johnson and you make this signing and then you bring in Matheson. And it's like, you know, I kind of talked about it a couple years back and I still stick by it. Did you mention Utah Ricola, Pat? That's another thing I was going to say. Like you sign him, you re-sign him. I want to make sure we got the full gamut here. And it's like, what was the necessity of this signing? You didn't need him. Like it was, it was just fully unnecessary. Like. Even if the guy calls you up and his agent calls you up and says, like, he'd love to play for Pittsburgh, you know, you say, like, yeah, I'd love to have a billion dollars. Good for him. Click. Like, great. Like, you don't need him. Like, it was just, it was pointless. Or if he really wants to, you sign him for league minimum. Yeah, you tell him, like, the only way he's coming here is he gets a year on league min. Other than that, he's not coming to Pittsburgh. We don't have room. Yeah, I mean, it's not unreasonable to think they gave him an extra $500,000 for no reason. Which is probably true of the contract that you know Jack Johnson had, and yeah, and the contract Brandon Tanev got, and, and, and now th- they may not be this coming year, but when you're a team up against the cap, every little bit counts. Oh, it's gonna one way or another. Uh, and I, I mean, like I, my expectations low uh, already. I don't, you know, I mean, you know, again, he handles the puck like a grenade, and that's really what the problem is. The problem is. He's, I think he's better defensively than Jack Johnson. I think he's a better skater than Jack Johnson. I think that, like, he's probably even more offensively competent than Jack Johnson, but he handles the puck like a grenade. He gets he, he has that, like, highlight reel turnstile way of getting turned around at bad moments and walked. You know, all the bad stuff you don't want in a defenseman, he kind of has it. And uh, as we saw with Jack Johnson, you can't shelter that. You know, you, you make the argument, well, Mike Matheson will carry the puck. They'll take that away. Teams already did. Montreal did it. You can't have a player like that on the roster, in my opinion. I think it hampers so, so your... So all, all the things he does well aren't well enough to negate the things no, that he does poorly. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, and, and, and like you said, the handling the puck like a grenade thing, it gets back to a similar problem the team had with Johnson. Like the whole one of the biggest strengths of the Penguins is that they, they want their defense to be able to activate the forwards and move the puck up quick and feed that transition and breakout game. And a guy like CeCe doesn't aid in that 
area. Like, you could make an argument that Matheson could because he has some okay hands. He has a better control of the puck. You know, we can have the whole argument of what he's making and what the contract is because it's objectively awful. But in the short term, like, what he brings helps out. What CeCe brings doesn't. Yeah, I think it uh, – and then, you know, I'm going to get into a little bit of the how the two are going to mix on the athletic here soon, so stay on the lookout for that. But, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, with the depth that you had and, you know, everything that had you had going on with, you know, regardless of handedness, handedness aside, with POJ, you know, knocking on the door and, you, you know, your expectation is that he'll play at some point this year. You bring back you because you through all the stuff that you mentioned, Pat. It's that stuff that makes this such a head scratcher because it just seemed unnecessary. And what if that money you might need that money? I mean, really, honestly, you might need that money. And what are you going to do if you're three months into the season, the shortened season at that? So probably more like two months. Uh, and he's an unmitigated disaster. Well, and you don't have a buffer if you're playing fifty-five to seventy games. Well. And I brought this up, I think it was either right at, I think it was right before the CC signing. I brought it up on Twitter of what I kind of envisioned what the Penguins were going to do, and then the CC signing kind of completely destroyed all of it. Like, you know, there was those reports that the Penguins were going to have an internal budget, right? Like, they weren't going to spend to the cap because they had a different kind of internal budget this year because of the pandemic and losing playoff revenue from last year and all of that, right? The way I saw it was they were going to stand mostly pat in free agency. They weren't going to go out and get anybody, despite everybody saying, oh, you know, Rutherford wants to be active. He wants to take a swing, all this stuff. And I figured what they were going to do, because it looks like even now with everything going on, that North America is just going to plow right ahead and try to get people back in the buildings. We see it with college football. We see it with the NFL. Like, so... I figured what they were going to try to do was leave a nice cushion in the cap, wait to the trade deadline, see where they were, and then take a swing to try to get somebody with that cap space they have, adding in the prorated cap space you get after the deadline. That, to me, would have been the way to go. It would have been take the roster you have, fill in at the margins, use some of your younger guys, try to make some noise, keep yourself in the playoff picture, and then come whenever the trade deadline is in this season – Take a swing and try to get bring somebody in that'll bolster your roster. Now they've handcuffed themselves because they're they've already got their internal budget, they've already got their internal cap, and now they're close to the actual salary cap, which is going to really tie Rutherford's hands. Come you know whenever this is March, April, whenever they decide the trade deadline to be. I'm all about letting it play out and seeing what happens, and we don't have a choice. You know, I just think the. You know, I don't, I don't know that I don't agree with arguments of we have to wait and see. You know, I, I'm, we don't, again, like I said, we don't have a choice. He's going to play. But if you're, if you're expecting different results, I'm not going to listen to your argument. There's zero reason for me to. I have an established record that I can lean on analytically or via eye test over the course of several years. Is Pittsburgh is not magical. You know, it's just suddenly become really good in this system this system isn't magical it's very nor in the you know all credit to mike sullivan you know for the things he's done it's a day one it's day one stuff like i said there's no variety in nhl coaching you know there's probably a difference of five or four styles of play across 31 teams it's just the way it is right 
it'll it's there's nothing innovative happening out there. That's why it's a big deal when Guy Boucher runs a one three one. It's a huge deal because nobody's doing that. Everybody's doing the same stuff. So it's the system doesn't just lend itself to this light bulb going off, right? I'm going to judge it on what it is. And I think what it is is what it's going to continue to be. And if your argument is just that, well, Crosby, Malkin, System, Sullivan, no, I don't buy that. And I don't buy it for Reardon either. And I don't take anything away from those guys. But this isn't, you're not going to rehabilitate, you know, you don't rehabilitate Cody CeCe's problems now. You've bought what you've got. This is it. This is, you, you know, there's nothing, there's no mystery around this. So, so when arguments come up, you are the Drake meme pushing them away. <laughs> That's right. Well, and I, I can buy that argument on a very micro level. Like, you know, hey, Crosby can elevate a good winger to look better. Or Malkin can do the same. But this idea that you can bring in a guy that's a complete disaster and all of a sudden he's great just is not true. Like, you know, I, like I said it to you the last time we talked, Jesse, that I think Kapanen can be a little bit better with Crosby because we have a lot of evidence of him elevating certain types of wingers to being a little bit better. But at the same time, like... Everybody wants to point to, oh, look what they did with Trevor Daly. They just played Trevor Daly on the correct side. They didn't do anything earth-shattering. They just put him in a position to succeed that other teams hadn't. And then Justin Schultz, they sheltered him. They, they put him in a sheltered role all the way through those two cup runs. And then once he was out of that sheltered role, he was not good. Like, there was no system magic. It was just doing things that uh, maximize a guy's talent or put him in a better position to succeed, which he hadn't been put in in previous areas. That's not a matter of the system. That's just adjusting to mistakes other teams made. And that's not because they played the wrong system. It's just because they completely misused a guy. Like, Justin Schultz is not a top-pairing defenseman. Edmonton had him as a middle or top-pairing defenseman. Penguins put him on the third pairing, sheltered him, put him in position to succeed. He did well. He didn't do great. He did well. We just overinflated it because everybody thought he sucked. And then Trevor Daly, they had him on the wrong side in Chicago. He comes over to Pittsburgh, they put him on the correct side, he does well. It wasn't because Mike Sullivan has these magic beans of a system. They just fixed what was wrong. Great segue into Casperi Kapanen because Mike Sullivan uh, did talk this week, uh, said that, the, uh, well, we all expected Kapanen to play with Crosby and Gensel. Uh, that's why a trade was made, and uh, Sullivan confirms that that's going to be the case to start Return to play whenever that is, whenever it happens. Uh, you'll have a top line. It'll be uh, Gensel, Crosby, and Kapanen. Which the question is, is, is does that stick? Is it glued? Um, you know, I you talk about, you know, Pat taking guys and playing them in roles that maybe they haven't succeeded in in the past. Uh, Kapanen on the top line would pretty much be one, I think, at this point, right? I mean, is that... I don't think that's far-fetched to say. Uh, the experiment in Toronto did not work out. No, I, I, uh, we talked about it last time and I, you know, we kind of came to a stalemate on it. And while I, I see that point, I also still think that, you know, Sidney Crosby is better than Austin Matthews, not by a whole ton because Austin Matthews is coming into his prime and he's an extremely talented player and he's a generational player at that. But, you know, I think there's a little bit more of a body of evidence that Crosby can elevate certain wingers more so than Austin Matthews. Now, that could be completely wrong, and Kapanen could have the same exact results in Pittsburgh that he had in Toronto. But like you said, that's one that I'm willing to wait and see. 
How you feeling, Mike? Um, I'm not. To be honest, I'm not expecting. I hope I like, I'm wrong. I like where this is going. I, I hope like I'm wrong, but I'm not expecting the big numbers boost that many said we could expect from him playing with Sidney Crosby. Many are saying that. Many people are saying this. Many say that there is going to be a boost. It'll be you'll never have any seen anything like it. <laughs> a boost like you've never seen. So yeah, uh, um, like, like I, I know everybody. I mean. We all do it. We all fall into the trap of when something big and exciting happens and a big trade is exciting, you start thinking, sky's the limit, he's going to score 40 goals. Well, I just don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't at all. Um, you and, know, and, I'm, I, and, I'm, and I'm not usually a downer, but I'm, I'm not feeling good about this. It's usually no big deal to you. Correct. Here's the thing. I don't, and this is not a knock on Sidney Crosby because, like, you know, Sidney Crosby, you know, there's what can't he do at this at, at this point in his career? There's a, you know, the the knock coming out of Toronto, and I think you could see it on tape. A great example would be like shooting on a three on one in a bad position, or making a drop pass to nobody on a three on one in a bad like these. It's the it's the unscripted stuff that Capitan probably struggles with the most, and knowing that. You know, if 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 take the name out of it, just John Doe player. If you said, Pat, I'm going to give you John Doe player for Sidney Crosby's wing, I wouldn't say that. You know, he's really great off the fly. Um, you know, not really much of a set play guy. Uh, <laughs> fast though, hits. You know, can get to the front of the net. We think he's going to be perfect. Would your first reservation not be, you've probably lost me at the on the fly part. Oh, for sure. And it's just, I think, I think what is going to help is that he's fast and Crosby loves playing with fast players. So I do love that you're focusing on the positives here as well. I do. I want to say that you've changed. (laughs) I have come into my own at 30. No, you're Mr. You're Positive Pat. Everybody, that's your nickname, Positive Pat. Like you said, many people now, are saying right. this. Many people have said this. But I'd like, I think the way I see it is I see the upside, but I'm also not, I'm not totally banking on it either. Like, it's it's something where I think there's, to say the, um, the, the, the upside is there, the more positive is there, whatever. It's the fact that there actually is a positive. It's not me just trying to automatically spin a negative into a positive. Like, I think they're act, like, you know, you compare it to like the CC thing. You know, like people would say, oh, you know, it's just one year and it's whatever million. It's no big deal. Like, well, it is because he's terrible. And I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to be terrible in that one year. Like, there is an opportunity in front of Kapanen to be better. I don't guarantee it. I just think there is a possibility for it. Can I make a comment, Pat? You, you just, you, you're very insightful and you've given me a, you've taken me in a different direction. You've inspired me. Do you know what happened when Jack Johnson got bought out? Like when there was like a bit of a gnashing and, and, and crying of, of, you know, the gnashing of teeth and moaning about it and things of that nature. A lot of people were like, oh, oh, some of these writers and analytics nerds, they they had this Johnson thing written off from the start. Yeah, 
because he stunk from the start. Right. Like, what about it? What? What? what, what why would I have had a different view it's, on it at it, all? It's, like, it's not. An, it's not an agenda when the data backs it up. If the Penguins signed me and put me on Crosby's wing, I wouldn't admonish you for thinking it wasn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't it, come back later and be like, "Why wow, you guys had me written off before I even put the goddamn skates on?" Yeah, of course, because it's me. You know, like, of course we did. Like, what the hell? Why are you surprised by this? What was my what was our reaction supposed to be? Yeah, correct. And that's that's kind of what I'm getting at is like, you know, there was there there are positive things in Kapanen's game that we can look at and say this isn't a useless player. You're right. Yeah. Like, as with Jack Johnson and Cody Cece, different story. Like they are not good. Like, and there is a lot of evidence that points to that. I, and I don't know, like, for CeCe, I think his redeeming qualities are even enough that you could just ignore most of it, you know? Like, uh, I'll put it to you like this. The returns aren't great, but I don't think that they're quite as bad as, like, the memes suggest. Like, you know, like that video of him, like, whiffing on that thing, that, that shot and creating that two-on-one the other way. Like, that happened. There's no way around it. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? It, it happened. It, it, well, it's like the things that happen are... They're highlight uh, real. They're optically worse than they might there be. There you go. It's Chris Letang in a sense. Yeah. And, a little bit of Chris Letang. And, 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 and this is no way me defending the signing or anything, but I feel like Cody CC has become a talking point that everybody talks about it more than it is a thing sometimes. I would be willing to bet that some of my colleagues... I bet you that's the James and Myrtle take on this. You just channeled your Myrtle. How do you feel about that? Uh, I'm just... I, I feel like that's a Signing thing. Signing your age. I, I feel like it's Signing a thing. Signing your age. We're all older. I, I agree with you, though. I agree. Let's... Can we get... We gotta get to this front office stuff. Uh, Patrick Alvin, the man who single-handedly, in my opinion, brought Scandinavian drafting back to the Penguins. No cap, as the children would say. He has been promoted uh, to assistant general manager. I view this as nothing but a positive. Can I be completely honest on this one? Yeah, I would, go, I would hope you would. I no, know, please don't ever lie to me. I know nothing about him. I mean, I just know that I know that the Penguins bypassed a lot of real, in my opinion, again, the, the Penguins for a very long time bypassed a lot of really good opportunities in Europe. To the point that, I'll take it this far, when I would be looking at the draft for the Penguins, right? And I would be evaluating like what I thought was viable for them in terms of, you know, who was out there. I wouldn't even go to Europe. I would skip it. Wouldn't even discuss it. Cause Here's a great because ex- you knew it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. Uh, what's a great example? Here you go. Uh, 2010, Bo Bennett, Brian Rust, Kenny Agostino, Joe Rogowski, Reed McNeil. You did have Tom Kunako on there. Uh, that was that that was the one notable dis- difference out of that group. Uh, 2011, Joe Morrow, Scott Harrington, Dominic Ewer. So that's a different one, Dominic Ewer, uh, who was I th- believe playing in North America at the time. Josh Archibald, Scott Wilson. Derek Poliot Olimata, who, by the way, was playing in North America. Teddy Bluger, we have one. That's a big, that's, that's a big one as a Latvian. Uh, Oscar Sundquist, another one. 
Uh, Matt Murray, Mattia Marcantuoni, Sean McGuire, Clark Seymour. Uh, you got Anton Zlobin on there. Uh, what I'm trying to get at is it just you see what I'm saying? Like there was there there it just it wasn't there. Like the following you know even going back Simone Dupre, Philip Samuelson, Ben Hanowski, Nick Peterson, Andy Bathgate, Nick Diagostino. Like it's just, it's a Nick Nathan Moon. It's all the same. You really gotta go. Um, I think all the way up to like his era. Now you've got Philip Gustafson, you Casper Bjorkquist, like yeah. You can start to see the shift as exactly his, as his role in the organization slowly became bigger. And in my opinion, that's it's just stupid. It's it's stupid that it wasn't done any other way. It's stupid that I think that was such a blind spot for the team for so long. And there's so much, you know, I I, I don't. I, it's not an intentionally xenophobic thing to me. To me, it's about your network. It's about going out and saying, I'm going to make this an area of focus. I'm going to spend money and expend resources in this because, uh, you know, I feel like there's value there. So, you know, I'm not I'm not making any like heavy accusation here. I just it was a total blind spot. It was. And that that was also a product of the Shiro era. Yeah. And not just in drafting and developing. It You're was right. also that's in, a general that's a that's also a shift in general managing as well. Pat. Because if you look back on those Shiro teams, it was heavily North American. Like there was not a lot of guys from across the pond. It was all US and Canada guys sprinkling a Russian or two or a Euro or two and it was it was heavily US Canada on the Penguins rosters. Agreed. And I don't think, to be quite frank, I don't think Jim Rutherford's ever given a crap about that. I don't think he's ever been the kind of guy that is, I mean, he'll, I, I think uh, Jim Rutherford's willing to take a gamble on pretty much anything. You yeah, know? he has I made that, he's made that apparent, and I don't mean that in a snarky way. Like, he, yeah, like, no, the, me either. The, the guy, the guy doesn't leave many stones unturned, and, you know, for better or worse, that's where we stand. Uh, that brings us to uh, Sam Ventura, formerly of War on Ice, uh, and Carnegie Mellon University. Uh, already who is with the team now is firmly in the position of director a director of hockey, op- hockey operations which by the way that's like a huge ass title People yeah like that you're in charge of shit as director of hockey operations it's not just like you know people who before by the way let's get something out of the way sam uh was is a busy guy i don't know what the hell he's doing nobody knows what he's doing he'll never nobody will ever find that out it's proprietary but you know damn well Sam's working up there. No two ways about it. So now these people, though, like, oh, Sam sits around and looks at spreadsheets all day long. No, he's literally running hockey operations. <laughs> so let's, let's, give the man, let's give the man his due a little bit here, finally. Uh, I know that some of my personal favorite day with the cup photos from the back-to-back run were Sam trucking that sucker around. Well, this is big. I mean, th- this is a big moment for the organization to put Sam in that position because, like you said, he's running he's running hockey operations now. And to have his voice elevated, I think, is going to be a net positive because despite what your drive time sports radio call-in people are going to say, someone like Sam doesn't rely strictly on analytics. They help drive his decisions, but... He looks at a lot more than just that, and that's going to be a huge factor in signings, in scouting, in call-ups, in drafting. So that's a, that's a voice that needed elevated badly. And now that it is, I think, and as we said, Rutherford, for the most part, seems 
fairly open-minded. He's obviously pretty stubborn and has his guys and things that he's you know locked in on. But if you're going to elevate somebody like Sam Ventura to director of hockey ops, you're clearly open to listening to what he has to say because if that if that wasn't the case, they'd have left him toiling away as the analytics guy that they consult with occasionally. Like now. He's he's in the room. He is helping make big decisions for the organization. So over under five years until he's general manager. God, I hope under. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that he's going to jump over Patrick Alvin. You know. But I'm going to say over because yeah. Sam's still so young, too. You know what I mean? Like he's. He's like, a young I, guy. I, only, I presented five only because the rate of turnover in the NHL can be so high if teams don't perform well. Yeah, and who knows what happens? You know, I mean, God, I mean, we're we're all guessing, but I mean, I, are, if you were to, if you asked me if Sam's going to be a general manager, my answer is yes. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, in my really, head, I, I, really in really my head, I picked, though. in my yeah. head, I picked five because let's say a year from now the Penguins really flounder in this next season, and Rutherford is out of the picture. Four years isn't a long time for a next general manager. No, you're right. I also think, too, the value in having Sam in this position and possibly if, you know, at some point Rutherford goes out and Ventura gets elevated once again to whether it be GM or AGM, he has a a good enough mindset that I think he could mitigate some of the post-Malkin-Crosby-Latang era and keep this team... Not ma- not a contender, but at least bring in some people that'll keep this team from being an absolute tire fire. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this rapid fire. All right. We're going to go through all the reverse retro jerseys. Okay. Okay. And you, you, you give me, like, thumbs up, thumbs down. I don't care. Okay. I don't think I've seen all of them, but I'll answer the ones I've seen. All right. Well, you could always, like, pull a list up. I could do that. Yeah, you, you're probably sitting at a computer, I would imagine. Um, I mean, hang on. We got it. Are you on a computer, Mike? I'm, I'm on two computers. <laughs> so can you get one of them real quick? <laughs> And then, uh, well, I don't know what you use to access the internet, but pull um, it up. I use Netscape Navigator. <laughs> he's got, he's dialing up on net zero. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, right. mom can't use the phone. <laughs> mom, I'm doing a podcast on AOL. Right, Hang um, up. All right. I'm ready. All right. Uh, Anaheim for me, great concept, but the fact that it's reversed and it looks like the duck is coming out of toxic waste is a miss. Yeah, thumbs down. I, lo- I, lo- I love the color scheme. Don't love the graphic. Thumbs down. It's a great idea in theory. Did not work in practice. Arizona. Hot take for everybody here. I hate this. Don't like anything about it. Can't stand it. The orange on the sleeve is killing me. Uh, the orange trim at the bottom with the cactus, too, can, can, 
can go. Yeah, it's it's like a neutral for me because everything is good except that bottom stripe with the cacti. It's just <laughs> people ugh. love this. I don't get it. Uh, Boston, clean, very nice. Love it. Don't not like the PCP bear on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, about the same, Mike. Buffalo, you're the lettering is killing me. Yeah, I don't get the lettering and. Uh, other, other than that, I think they're perfect. Yeah, I like it. Thumbs up. Yeah, aesthetically, look-wise, great. Text-wise, can't stand it. The buffalo, the buffalo head on the shoulder in that color scheme is great. Great. Calgary. Two thumbs up. It's fine. Huge I, thumbs I, up. Welcome I back, like Blasty. It. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, what are you going to say? I, it's, I expected nothing less. Carolina. You know, I got no stake in the beef here about this locate. I get it. People are upset. They want Carolina to do their own thing. I respect that. I have to judge what they gave us. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, I think it's kind of tacky to use a logo from an organization that's technically not yours. But we'll just skip Chicago. So did Colorado. they? Uh, what'd you say? I said so did Chicago. Ayo. Colorado, uh, ten, very, ten, ten out of ten for me. Probably the probably the best one. It's it's not my it's not my mo- it's not the best one for me, but it's up there. I think Columbus has made what I thought was an otherwise completely ugly logo with horrific lettering look very nice. But I am also a sucker for red. Uh, my issue with it is it looks far too much like a Washington Capitals jersey. Yeah, I like th- I like that they they went all in on the reverse thing and made it red and all that, but I just I hate that logo. It's so bad. Agreed. Dallas, you disappoint me. I'm indifferent. Yeah, it's it, it, I mean it, it sucks because it's the reverse thing, but I loved that jer- that black jersey in the '90s. But now that like this version of it, eh, pass. I, I do I, I will say I do not like the the vertical v-shaped piping on that just like the um it's a star mike like no it's like the same this similar to what calgary has on theirs i'm just not a fan even if it is a star i'm I'm not a fan of the the whatever that is across there detroit i would never eat a single thing in wearing one of those it's a practice jersey thumbs down edmonton everything you've ever done is the same to me yeah, yeah. It, it looks it looks really good, but it's not any different from what they've had. Florida, you've done great, although it's painful to look at from a memory perspective. Yes, <laughs> I do love that logo as as many as much pain as there is in that logo. It's such a good logo. Yo, people in LA are gonna love love this. I love the Kings That's, one. It's that fun. one's the, that one's a ten out of ten for me as well. That's my yeah. favorite one. The Kings one is the best. I love that logo. It is my favorite logo of the nineties. Uh, I. You say what you will about the Minnesota one. I like it. It's a huge win for me. I know the logo is whatever, but the color scheme, total winner. See, this is kind of how I wish Carolina had done. It ties in the old North Stars colors without kind of dumping on them. Right. And I think uh, That's a good point. And I think the color scheme actually makes their logo better. Like their Agreed. actual logo better. So you use that all the time. Uh, Montreal. Ah, That, that uniform stinks. I don't know, man. I think it's okay. I don't I, mind it at all. It they works. Had oppor- they, they had an opportunity to do the uh, barbershop. No. Honestly, I would have hated that. God, no. But I would have hated for, that. I mean, what, what is it they call them in in Quebec, the Blue Blanc and Rouge? Like, they put blue first, and it works. 
Nashville, you disappoint me. I don't I don't think they're any different from what they normally wear. It's just disappointing. I have no feelings about these whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. I need to know what the color of the pants in New Jersey are before I can really get – because the jersey itself is a very nice throwback to a, the, the 90s. I like it. I, I just – it's like, got the potential based on the pants and socks. I feel socks. like they should be white pants with green or red socks. I feel like that'd be horrible. Yeah, I got to. Like you got to go green pants. I got to see the whole kit, but I so, so the far kit. they're incomplete. There's a, there's a lot of ways they could go with that, good or bad. Do I? Who wants to talk about the Islanders? I don't give a shit. This is the same. You're giving me the same thing you've always given me. They, it's their jerseys they wear now, and they just reverse the, the stripes at the bottom. That's all they did. Thing. And then they set out that line of Gorton's Fish Sticks merchandise after the fact just to really piss everybody off. They, they literally took their current jerseys and just said, all right, let's reverse the stripes on the bottom and let's call it a day. Uh, Rangers looks nice. I like, I like that logo. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, that's my, I, that's, I really, that's my be a pro team in NHL 21, so big fan. Really like Ottawa's. Again, sucker for red. Like what they've done. Mm, it's fine. I, I like that logo better than their current main logos yeah flyers uh their fans hate it which i guess is good enough for me (laughs) (laughs) i I, um i like the color scheme the way the colors are but the white piping like around the armpits i don't quite yeah this this it looks like a national league lacrosse jersey me yeah i I do think though that like the so if you look at the sleeve you've got the the white that goes into the black then orange then black again i like that yeah i like that i just don't like if the white stripe across the top just went across the top i think it would be a lot better which brings us to the penguins thoughts comments i love them i love them i don't yeah i don't i don't i don't got a beef i don't got a beef at all all right well like a lot of teams a lot of teams ignored the reverse part I'd have done that. I'd have yeah. just gone black for the hell of it and said, screw it. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. All right. I'm on the, I'm the outlier then. I don't like it. You hate it, Pat. I, know, I, I don't ne- care. I mean, you're not, you know, it's not a hot take. I've never liked the diagonals. I just never did. Like, it's, it just feels like a ripoff of the Rangers. And in the 90s, we were rivals with the Rangers. What's the friggin' point? Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, sharks are clean. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's different, too, because they don't wear that gray at all. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I don't, I'm not a huge fan of teams using gray. It works for this one. Yeah, I know this blues one. The blues fans hate it. I love it. It's ten out of ten for me. Huge yeah, fan. I absolutely love it. That's actually probably one of my. Fa- that's my second favorite, maybe. Uh, Tampa. Ah, uh, whatever. They could have done more, but the logo. they could have done do, more. I, but it's. I do it's think fine. they kind of. I think they follow the reverse retro well because they use that old logo from like the early two thousands. Uh, Toronto, everything you've ever done is the same to me. It's fine. I, I like it. From what I hear, from what I've heard people in Canada say, it, it looks better in person than in pictures, like the jersey itself. So I'm going to hold off on judgment. Canucks, bring the bottle cap back, you cowards. Yeah, what are they doing? And why the gradient? Never use a gradient. Yeah, you're right, Pat, about that. Uh, the Golden Knights have what have given me what I think looks like a compass. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Strong it, compass vibes here. And also, like, there have been plenty of, like, minor league and whatever teams in Vegas. Like, take some inspiration from them and pull something out of that rather than make up something. I, I love the color call. scheme, though, Pat. Color scheme's great. But there was, you know, there was, I think, the Aces. 
and the Gamblers. Oh, nieces would be good. Like there were some. There's been some teams in Vegas that you could you could pull some inspiration from, and they just kind of made up a New Jersey. Yeah. What do you think, Mike? I'm indifferent. Uh, I like any. I like the Caps when they always have to put the the C on the uh, right side of the jersey. That makes me feel nostalgic. I like the Eagle logo a lot. It's one of but my favorites. But again, the text here is where you lose yeah, me. It's not necessary. Yeah. What do you think about that text, Pat? Uh, it's that jersey. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the biggest fan, but I get why it's there. Like, I do too. Yeah. And, and and like like I said, I'm a sucker for the Eagle logo. I think that's their best logo. I uh the Jets to me is like low key okay and I feel like on the ice it'll look really good. Yeah, and and that's one of those ones like they could have done what Carolina did and went with the old Winnipeg stuff, but then you're kind of dumping on all that. So I get why. But still, like they've done that before, and they're in the same city with the same name. Like, are we all are we really going to be worried about? Ooh, let's offend all six Arizona fans. They're going to be real pissed. We took that back. Well, I think it also comes down to like. They don't really. They, they might not have permission to use those logos. I don't know. Mm. I don't know either. That's a good. I know that there was litigation, if I'm not mistaken, with the Islanders and the Fisherman logo, right? There, I know there was litigation over that, and I don't know. Yeah, I think you know, the I, Islanders ripped it off and then got caught. They don't. They don't know that they. Yeah, who knows? I don't know what that situation is. Um. Either way. Well, we see these jerseys in uh, January 2021. No, I don't think we're going to have a January 2021 start. I think it's going to be February. It's just February is Pat's official prediction. There's there's too much going on right now, both in the world with the pandemic and just other things that the NHL needs to hammer out with the players and management and arenas and television. So, like, the idea that all that stuff is still getting figured out and as we record, it's november 21st like that's not enough time to get all this stuff figured out get guys back to training camps get guys back from europe and canada and these in the states like it's it's there's too much there's too many moving parts for them to be ready for january one mike where's your uh where's your uh new season start date at i have no prediction to offer because uh, we don't really know what we're doing tomorrow let alone three four months from now so yeah, I can tell you some things I'm not doing tomorrow. For example, I'm not going on a boat. That's good. I'm not going on a boat tomorrow. Doesn't seem like boat weather uh, down there, Maryland. Probably not going to golf either. Uh, you broke Mike's, Mike's heart with that one. What are you going to do, Mike? What are you doing tomorrow? I'm going to sleep. I'm going to watch a Steeler game. Oh, big Steeler game tomorrow. Big, uh, big potential for a very trappy, trappy trap game. The, the Jaguars, well, I mean, the Jaguars are the boogeyman of this era's Steelers, and they have so many players hurt that it's just rife for it's. It, this is one of those one and eight on the road ooh, in Florida, smashing the money line on Jacksonville. Uh, did we, Mike? Did we hear from anyone on Twitter? Did people? Did they miss um, us? Did they read we, us? Did they? We were a little bit last minute, um, but we do have a few. Let's take what we have. Let's let's. Okay. Let's. I want to hear from the folks. Okay. I hope you're all doing well. Stay. You know, staying safe. Yeah. I um. I meant to get it out earlier yesterday, but I forgot. So. Before we do, let's drop them beats.
Okay, uh, let's see. Arnold Slick has two questions. We'll do the first one and come back to the other. Is he in Turtle? Is he writing from Turtle Creek? It's quite possible. Has anybody ever spent in any elaborate amount of time in Turtle Creek? I mean, I live like right next to Turtle yeah. Creek. You do? Did you bet? I where I live now. Like I live right on oh. the border of Monroeville, right by Turtle Creek. I guess I never really. Yeah, well, Monroeville go, is so big. If, you, if you're a big, if you're a big Turtle Creek guy, you got to go to Shelly Pie. Yes, you absolutely do. And if you loved Vincent's Pizza. Well, Vincent's is unbelievable. Yes, Shelly Pie yeah. is good. Shelly Pie. Yes, I've never been to Turtle Creek. I'll, what I'll meet, I'll, I have like as I'll, a I'll meet, you in Turtle, I'll meet you in Turtle Creek sometime. All right, it's fine. Sounds like the start of a fight movie. Meet you in Turtle yeah. Creek. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, Arnold Slick asks if the virus situation stays the same, can the NHL possibly have a season of any kind in the next three months? Which we kind of just addressed. Yes, I mean they can. It like they the the it, the all got through it. I mean, for it. for all we know, the NHL could say, "Fuck it, we're gonna go full bore with no fans and play." Yeah, that and I mean, the biggest deterrent and issue they're gonna have is players have basically said like they will not do a bubble again. Like they objectively well, you hated well, it. You, you can't do a bubble for a full season either. All no, right. you can't. And I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna look more a lot more like baseball this year. Like. Teams are going to play over a weekend. Like you're going to play the same team three, four times and, over, and, and be prepared yeah. for postponements and schedule changes. And all yeah, that. it's not going to be you know Pittsburgh plays Philly on Friday and then New York on Sunday. It's going to be you know the Penguins play Carolina on Thursday, then again on Friday they take Saturday off and then play again on Sunday. That'll be kind of fun. It's going to really stoke some hate. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a big advantage of like the potential realign realign divisions. Like you're at like. Despite there being some some chatter of it where like the the Flyers and uh, Caps won't be in the same division as the Penguins, the fact that you're gonna play a bunch of games in a small amount of time against the same team is actually gonna make rivalries a little bit more of a thing. Uh, Harrison Baldwin asks, true or false, if the Penguins win another Stanley Cup, Nathan Legary will be on Crosby's right wing. I think that's putting the cart ahead of the horse a little bit. He's not been really good this year. I believe he's scored three goals in 11 games. So a no would suffice. Uh, I just don't think it's going to ha- I don't think that that's who he'll be playing with, no. Uh, Simon asks, what is... No, don't take that as an indication of me saying that I don't think he can play in the NHL going to note that Jesse thinks Nathan Legary will not play in the NHL. <laughs> November 21st. Uh, Simon asks, what is Jim Rutherford's plan with the third line center spot? And what is your ideal trade for that position? Uh, well, you just answered it then, didn't you? You put the answer to your own question in the question. You think the answer is a trade. <laughs> I'm not necessarily sure I agree with that. But it's clear that it's clear that the, the, I believe the, I believe that is what they recall, refer to as a leading question. Yeah. Um I don't know. What do you got? What do you got, Pat? Mark Jankowski is the center for right now. I mean, I think that's another guy that could be a potential diamond in the rough for us. Like He's very good defensively, we know that, and he has some offensive upside. He might not be mm. a bad third-line center at this point. And, and at the price, he's like a thrift store find. Yeah, and if he works out great, we're getting, we're hopefully going to get production better than the salary, and 
If he doesn't, eh, whatever, we're not paying him that much, and we're not expecting him to be on the offensive side of the puck. And if he does his job on the defensive side of the puck, he does what we're paying him for. Amen. Uh, Jay asks, favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Mm. I'm going to miss Thanksgiving this year. I hate that. Stupid, Damn it. That's a good one. Fucking COVID. Side dish. I'm, I'm, I'm big on stuffing. Big stuffing guy. For sure. Yeah, but you got a good homemade gravy. I'm talking. Come talk to me. Well, you got a good homemade gravy. You can basically just turn your plate into a friggin' mishmash oh, yeah. bowl, which is great. Uh, look, th- this wasn't a part of the question, but I freaking love fried turkey. You fry your turkey on Thanksgiving. I'm coming to your house. Fried turkey is an elite move. So good. Um, are you guys doing, are you guys doing anything like, are you making Thanksgiving dinner for your families or what are you doing since, you know, we can't really go anywhere? Not not that I'm aware of. I know somebody who is cooking for themselves at home that told me to swing by and pick up a pre-packed plate. If I'd like to eat, I may do that. Um, otherwise, uh, nothing that I know of. We are staying distant because I have vacation planned and we're prioritizing that. Yeah, I'm probably just going to get like Grubhub or something. Yeah, I decided, like, I'm not going to be able to really do anything either. Plus, I worked that morning, so I went out and bought a bunch of ingredients. Instead of making, like, a full Thanksgiving meal, I'm going to make um, white turkey chili for me and my mom. So that'll be wow, yeah. that'll be a nice little, instead of having to worry about making a full Thanksgiving dinner, that'll be a nice little alternative. Yeah, I'm off Wednesday and Thursday, so I might, um, like, bake some stuff those nights. I might experiment with some baking. I don't bake a lot. Um, but I might dabble with that just as something to mess around with. Anybody else? Uh, I got two more. Flagrant Swag asks, <laughs> would, <laughs> Our boy. would you take a snapshot to your bare ass if it meant the Flyers never made the playoffs again, ever? Now he clarifies, this will be blue line to goal line, prime Chara shooting, you won't get injured, just feel the pain. I thought initially you said, would you show your bare ass? No. Snapshot. Like, well, yeah. Sna- no, he did say snapshot, not slap shot. Still no. Wait, how far is the distance? Blue line to goal line. To my bare ass. Yeah, fuck yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you have to count me out on that one if it's a char shot. I'm going to say I can't get injured. That's going to shatter my tailbone. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> So you, you thought about it. You, I'm out. you went from out to in to back out. I'm out. This is the worst I'm episode out. of Shark Tank there's ever been. Yeah. All right. Uh, and last question is back from Arnold Slick. With the departure of, quote, had his day in the sun, Justin Schultz, and, quote, boat anchor Jack Johnson, and the addition of two similar problem children, I assume he means Cody CC and Mike Matheson, did the Penguins blue line really get any better? I still say yes. Yeah. I mean,. Jesse, you and I kind of went back and forth on it early in the episode. Like, there's at least upside there. Like, the problems are still there, but I feel like they're less glaring. They're less glaring, yeah. and there's, there's or maybe le- or maybe less frequent. And there's there's a chance that Matheson could be something in the short term, and it'll be really hard to sh- to shelter or hide CC. But it'd be it's going to be a lot easier than Jack Johnson, I think. I agree. Okay. I'm and glad you do. We'll hopefully get some more next time with a little more notice. Yeah, and I and I hope we can do some more. But I mean, like, there's just no news when 
what's the point? Amen to that. Uh, well, we kind of answered this earlier uh, with about Thanksgiving, but uh, anything that uh, any anything you're thankful for that you'd like to impart to the listeners? You can't say the podcast. Well, that takes my answer away. <laughs> ah, busted you. I knew you were going to do it. I, um, you guys already know that. I don't need to reiterate it. Yeah, so pick something else. So next week, <laughs> I am, next week, I am most likely going to Hershey to cover Ooh. a state championship for the second year in a row, Thomas Jefferson football. That'll Look, piss me off right off. They are looking to defend piss their... Piss me right off, and you know why. Who'd they beat to get there? They, they beat Aliquippa last Goddamn week. right they did. Piss yeah, me so, off. Uh, Competitive balance. Competitive <laughs> balance. Put Aliquippa. How many kids do you think how many kids do you think are going to graduate Aliquippa this year? I don't know. Yes. Take a guess. 63? 50? 60? Yeah. How many kids are going to graduate from TJ? A lot. Oh, a lot. And they still yeah. almost beat them. So they uh still almost beat them. Yeah. So they so they are looking to defend their state championship. Frauds. I, I will be going there most likely. All right, Thomas Jefferson. I, I actually have no beef with you whatsoever. My beef's with the Whippeal. You're with the PIA, not the Whippeal. Yeah, thank you, the PIA. Yes. So, uh, so, um, so you're not hating the player; you're hating the game. I'm hating the game. Yeah. I'm um, actually really not even hating the yeah. game. I just wanted to see Eloquip win. Yeah. So, um, Beaver County for life. Which circles me back. I'm thankful that for personal reasons we have been able to get through this season one more week to go. Yeah, mine's a little similar. Um, I've been lucky enough to get back with coaching my team this year, Allegheny Badgers, um, 16U. Uh, team's been team's been getting better and improving, and the parents have been really great in making sure that we're staying safe and doing all the things we need to do to keep the season alive amidst a pandemic and. You know, I I told them I'll keep showing up as long as I'm allowed to, and as long as we put our heads down and try to make this work as best we can, we'll do everything we can to keep the season going and keep everybody safe and let these let these kids have some kind of normal normal life in a year that's been both exhausting and completely different than anything we've ever experienced. And they've they've had a great attitude. They're starting to gel as a group, and I'm hoping we can get through the whole season. But we don't know. At the same time, I can't be more thankful for the fact that, as as I was last year, that the parents have some faith in me as a coach to, you know, be somebody that's on the ice and around their kids multiple times a week and for hours at a time. And it's humbling that people look at you as somebody that can help their kids grow in a positive way. Got to get these kids that pat knowledge. Got to get them into a rink. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know about all, don't know about all that. that knowledge is vital okay uh jesse pop up question for you oh virginia tech minus six yes or no who are they playing Pitt. Pitt. yes yeah i think so too pains me to say that yeah what are you gonna do um what about you jesse what are you thankful for Oh well, uh, I gotta, I gotta go with the baby. We gotta go with the baby. <laughs> gotta go with the baby. Baby's coming April. Be here before you know it. Congrats, man. We we're pretty excited for you, Daddy. You Mar- Daddy Marshall. 
you guys trying to put down money on gen- on on the gender of the baby here, or what? Are you trying to have a little friendly wager? Are you guys waiting until? Guess, are you guys waiting I have, until? I have, no, we'll find out beforehand. I have been known to place wagers. I know you have been, so I'm gonna let you two hash it out here. <laughs> if you want to ask me, if you want to ask me, if uh, well, I'm not. Well, I'm not gonna give my opinion. How much? How much? My, want, how much do we want to bet? Twenty dollars? Oh, yeah, I bet anything. You just bet pride if you want. I'll bet. Tw- I'll bet twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. I'll, I'll go in on a twenty I'll bet, with you, Mike. I'll bet twenty dollars. Twenty dollars on this. Twenty dollars. Oh boy. Okay, yes. Mike's got twenty dollars. How do you feel about getting girl, Pat? I was gonna guess girl, so I'll take it. You were. Okay, right. good. If you feel All okay, right. it's a deal. Right. Well, 20. we're gonna. I tell you what, but we're gonna we'll find it. We're gonna find out probably before Christmas. So okay. We'll probably do a, a spe- do a special dying alive update of the bet, <laughs> even if nothing else happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll you'll probably you'll find out. You're gonna find out before we do an episode. Um, are you? Do you know that it's not twins? Yes. Okay. Just just wondering. Oh, because then it would be a push if it was yeah, boy and girl. Push, yeah. No, <clears throat> there's no parlay contingencies or of okay. any kind. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, perfect. Well, that's it. That's what I'm thankful we're gonna for. Make, for my uh, wife, we're gonna for make hauling pro- that thing around, and uh, are we gonna know, make uh, baby Marshall prop do bets? All the work. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, over under how long more the delivery come. takes, and yeah, more over under on weight. Call DraftKings. Get it in there. <laughs> all right, so uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, hopefully, uh, with training camp news or something fun to talk about but if not uh there's plenty of divisional realignment to discussion that's still to, uh, to be had uh plenty of things to find to complain about we'll find them you'll I send will, them i will us. discuss anything except uh financial news of any kind yes okay that's that's fair um we're gonna pivot to right. an energy podcast yeah, seriously. Or uh, would you, what about infrastructure? Are you good with that? <laughs> infrastructure. Dying alive, an accurate representation of American infrastructure. Let's talk about bridges. Okay? I really enjoy talking about bridges, tunnels, roadways. The whole lot of it. Yeah. I don't want to discriminate against boats. Crab ring. Uh, because <laughs> of that nature. Yeah. Well, <laughs> We're just not letting Jesse land this fucking plane. You know, the funny thing is, though, like when fleets came out, how many people posted the Stephen A. image? That like take a look at this, y'all. Oh, with, that was like, me. The, the image file name, like I know you did it. Like it, I loved it. It was like an overwhelming flood of my one of my favorite Stephen A. memes of all time. See, like what, what I, what the I, what fact I wanted, that people used it for that means it's not dead. What I wanted to post, I, I was trying to find a good picture of like a whole bunch of ships and say these are the only fleets I care about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just find uh, a naval I fleet. I honest to God would have unfollowed you. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, we have anyway. fun here. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, stay tuned. Maybe next episode I'll put some clips up of me in the Google log and Mike running around trying to find enough money to bring me back. You never know. There's no, <laughs> what's next on the horizon? I think usually it's the other way around, but... <laughs> I don't know. Recently, I feel like the last time we played, you were you have were. You, um, have you? Did you get Cold War? I will not. No. What? No. Okay. I've watched people play it. It looks crap. It just looks like I. I don't. I, I, I don't played like it a little bit, and I really like it so far. I might no. get. I might get that one just because the storyline looks really good. That too. Yeah, the, it does have a good campaign. I, I played a little bit so far. It's pretty good so far. Then no, again, I've I'm, been. Uh, I'm playing Rogue Company. 
I heard that's really good. A buddy of mine wants me to download it. It's free. That's what I heard. Can't go wrong with that. And it's <laughs> and it's third person instead of first person, and third I'm notoriously person, yeah. awful at first persons. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. So, all right, we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. See ya. Bye.